You're listening to the Wanderlust Swingers Podcast with Aussie hosts Kate and Daryl. If you're curious about exploring your sexuality or the swinging, hot wifing and non-monogamous lifestyle, you've definitely come to the right podcast. Or maybe you just love travel adventures. Either way, we share our personal, sometimes juicy, sexy stories as well as swingers club and event reviews, interviews with other sassy people and of course our global swinging adventures. We try to bring you a look into the diverse lifestyle that the swinging and non-monogamous community has. We hope you enjoy. Now Let's get into the episode. G'day guys. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> G'day guys and welcome to episode 161. This is the Fun for Two Swingers Club and New Year's Eve with a bang episode. So Could you have come up with anything more cliche than no, New you know Year's what? Eve with a bang? I was actually going to start this episode by talking about the fact that I know the title is cliche and no fucks are given. Well, I've, I've just pulled your cliche out and said it's so fucking cliche. It is cliche, but I like it. Although it was spent in the Netherlands and this is, you know, a country where fuckers still blow a lot of shit up. Oh yeah, so much fireworks. Fuck me. Fireworks and uh, crackers and whatnot. What are they called? Firecrackers. Firecrackers. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> You can tell we grew up in a country where yeah. fireworks were, well, public fireworks were not a thing. Yeah. So they're actually not a thing here either. It's actually illegal in the fucking city that we're mm-hmm. in. But the Dutch really rules something they're not big on. Yeah. yeah so they they blew up a lot of shit. Right. A lot of shit. In fact, in the number was 300 million Dollars. euro. How much was it? 300, 300 million euro. In what? Euros. In what? In fireworks. I know. Personal fireworks. Mm-hmm. Was that your tidbit? No. Damn it. Yeah, no, it wasn't. I was hoping I might guess one of your tidbits one of these days. <laughs> Anyway, cultural tidbit, that's what we're into. Hold on a second. So this episode is all about our newsy. We did go to the Fun for Two Swingers Club here in the Netherlands. And uh, we spent the evening there. We were also hanging out with Mr. and Mrs. H from the Bedhoppers podcast. So that's what today's episode is all going to be about. Yeah, but they're uh, and 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 our, our Dutchy Dutch, friends, our Dutchy friends, which, which I'm calling Mr. and Mrs. Dutchy. They told us to give them a name, but I just want to call them the the Dutchies because they're our first. Okay, just number one, number one, and number one. No, Dutchie. no. Oh, yeah, they are the number one Dutchies. Yeah, number one and number one. Yeah, I mean, going to be confusing because they're grouse as cool Mrs. Mr. Number one and Mrs. Number one. You guys are amazing. Anyway. Culture tidbit for the Netherlands. This is this is recent. So this is actually recent, recent news. Is it recent? It's recent, recent, recent. A recent, recent, recent. Yeah. A recent request to stop the viewing of the red light district. A large majority of Amsterdam city councillors say that closing the red light district brothel curtains are a good way of reducing the problems currently being caused by the overload of budget tourists. Do sex workers feel respected by being gawked at? One of the council members said. Yeah, I was pretty fucking angry about this. So basically they want to close the curtains, which means that you can't see any of the, the people that are standing in the, the traditional Dutch windows. Traditional Dutch windows. And instead use a QR code to book in yes. with the sex workers. You know what's hilarious? What's that? They'd be the only fucking curtains in, in the, the Netherlands, Netherlands yeah. that are closed. Yeah. I mean, because no, I mean, big open fucking windows looking into everybody's house is stand. That's like the Dutch norm. That is the Dutch norm. It's the Dutch norm. So they'd be the only curtains closed in the country. So the argument here is that the tourist attraction, it's not really helping the sex workers. There were people that were saying, look, sex workers don't really need that. They don't want that. It's unsafe practices. It's being gawked at. It's not great. I disagree with it. I think that if a sex worker wants to be in the window and that's a really big drawer of the red light district in a really large way that they make their money rather than being unseen or through a QR code, like that's part of the thing. I, I don't know. Yes, you're right. I kind of got on my soapbox about this. Yeah, I was and also, off. just throwing this out there, you are not a Dutch sex worker. So. I'm not. 
be interested to hear from anyone if there's anyone listening about this uh, particular topic. Actually, about uh, Dutch sex work in general, especially um, red window work, would be really interesting yeah. for for us to to talk to somebody about that. One of the things that you and I had spoken about is actually going in and interviewing somebody and paying her or him for their time. Yeah. Because we forget we're going to waste their time, but we really want to interview somebody. So we're going to walk in there and say, hey, what's your rate? They're going to say 150. We're going to say, great. Would you want to be on a podcast? You've got to, you've got to accept that they might just tell you to fuck right off because they're not yeah, cause they're not interested Absolutely. In, in you at all. That's 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 their yeah. right. Yeah, it is. Which they're trying to take away from them. No, they're not taking that right away from them at all. Anyway. They're taking other rights, but just not that one. So let's talk about our revised review before we do anything about revised review, revised review of fun for two (laughs) swingers club. If you guys head back and listen to episode 150 in August, you'll hear us talking about a review of fun for two, a very incorrect, incomplete, I won't say incorrect, incomplete review of fun for two. Number one Dutchies fucking sorted that out. Biff, baff, boff. We've got a mud map, everything. Where we missed two very large sections of the club. So head back and listen to that. We missed half of the club. We missed half of the club. Like on on floor space, literally half of the club. Yeah. So we went to the club for New Year's Eve. The tickets were 218 euros and 87 cents. 218 euros, 87 cents for entry on a New Year's party. (laughs) Do we really need to do it down to the cent? That's how much we paid. So I just want to tell people the real. Okay, that's... That's, uh, yeah, we, we got it nailed. 287 euro and... No, 218 and 87. And 87 cents. cents. Yeah. Cool. So hang on, hang on. I've got to ask, they don't have three cent coins here. <laughs> or one or two cent coins. So how did we fucking pay that? The beauty of internet banking, darling. We we, we paid that on it. They didn't just round up. Mm-mm. So I want to throw this out there. I think that's got, I think it's F- probably. Fun for two <laughs> in future. Oh no, this is have our credit card charges because we paid on credit card. I don't think it's credit card. We didn't, we have actually paid with um, Ideal, so it's debit. But what I think it is, is probably like $200 for entry to the club and yeah. the ticket charges, like the ticket. VAT. Yeah, or whatever works out to be eighteen euro and eighty seven cents. Probably that's what my stinking suspicion is. But that's what we paid. It is a lot to get into a club. New Year's Eve prices are inflated. How do you f- how do you feel about it? So yeah, it was a lot to get. It's that's a lot. To it's get a lot of money. In. It's a lot of money. But I don't know that I could just actually. I don't know that I can justify that cost. Actually, if I were to if I were to look at the club and the night and everything else, it's still a lot of fucking money for one night. But what I can say is it's all inclusive. So drinks, food, food as well, all night. Uh, actually, through to four a.m. Five. I think they serve. Uh, the lights go on at four. Mm, so okay, yeah. So I would say that the food would likely stop at four. Anyway, so it's it's all the way through to four a.m. Um, the food is decent. I mean, it's. It's reasonable food. It's certainly not. It's not five star, but it's good food. It's a very good mix of food as a very well. Good There's mix a lot of, of variety. A lot of variety. Um, plentiful, available. Not too much of a wait to get into it as well. It was mm-hmm. quite good. I mean, but yeah, there's still a, that's still a lot of dinero for one night. So I don't want to sound like Mrs. Moneybags. Fuck. Oh, here we go. It's because you're not. I can justify it. You're a tight one. And here's why. Okay. When I'm thinking back to the last time we spent New Year's Eve out in a vanilla setting, it was with our friends and it was in Singapore and it was on that rooftop place where we overlooked the fireworks. I realise all of these things. Uh, So a rooftop place in Singapore drinking overlooking the fireworks. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So like one of the best places in Singapore. Okay, well, okay, stick with me. Before we decided we were going to the club. Not sure I can. This is the worst comparison ever. We thought about going to London originally and the tickets for the New Year's 
years that we were going to go to to any of the different places we looked at were 150 pound, not including drinks or food. So that's how I'm justifying it. I'm kind of looking at what else is out there. If we hadn't have gone to the club, good point. If we fly, um, if we spend <laughs> 300 no, euro to fly to another total another country, no, I'm talking about it's the entry surprisingly, tickets. Surprisingly, the entry tickets are different. What I'm saying is, if you look at like just going to a New Year's party in a bar, add food, add drinks. Yeah, but I, mean, I think you would end up at about we, that. Then let's compare it to Nigeria. <laughs> Right. Because the, and the only reason I say that is because the Nigerian currency is quite, it's quite low, right, in terms of its – its tra- uh, so we could do a lot better there. If you I went mean, into a New Year's Eve party in Amsterdam at a club. Nuts. This is crazy. You can't make an international comparison <laughs> on a fucking club or on a New Year's night out. Well, okay, if we went into Amsterdam. Not without taking the, 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 the Big Mac index into account at least. I can justify it. Yeah, but your justifi- justification is based on fucking nonsensicality. There were 500 people coming to this club. We didn't know that until Mr. and Mrs. H. They knew it and we had no idea. And they mentioned it when we were at the hotel and they're like, yeah, I think it's like 500 people. And I was like, surely not. And then I asked the Dutchies and they're like, yeah, it's 500. And they sold out. Yes. They did a really interesting thing with the tickets though. What I will say is they had entrance. So we paid the most because we had the earliest tickets, which was at 9 9 p.m. Now there's two two areas that I want to mention that we missed during the review. The first review. The first review. Now we we have a map that was kindly drawn for us by Mr. Number One. Yep, yep. The Dutch village and French village section. Can you tell people what that it's looked like? It's just a like? Dutch village. I know, but it's it, nothing it, it kind French of feels Frenchy. It. it feels Frenchy to me, so that's why I put that in. But it's not. It's not. It's a Dutch village. It's uh, a Dutch village. What does it look like? Explain it to us. What do you think about it? Looks like a Dutch village. Yeah, it's like little Dutch houses that you can like with little little doors and and like a little street area. Like that, how the facade of the yeah, it's the facade, and and each one of those little Dutch houses is is its own little bedroom. Yeah, little playroom. It's unique. It is quite cool. It's fucking cool. It's cool. It's like, yeah, it makes you feel like, actually, it made me feel Dutch because the house was, you know, probably the equivalent size to your average Dutch man because it's smaller. It had a little fake street. And was there like a fake little, or you know, a lamp in the middle? Was I, or am I misremembering that? And then it has a little houses and like a cul-de-sac. It's got all those things. It's so fucking cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. It's really, really unique. And in each of the little, like one of the little areas had a cage on the inside and like a lockable cage door. Like oh, it's a, all little Dutch houses with with uh, and some and red lit, red lit as well. Yeah. a lot of them are red lit. So. That's so cool. It's 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 like it's like we a movie set. We saw that last time. We saw the outside, but we didn't go in. But I just thought it was only that. I just thought it was a a, a wall with fake. It's like a pseudo miniaturized movie set because yeah. it's not full size. No, it's not. But no. it's fucking cool, man. Yeah. Okay. The other area we missed, the wet area and the tantric area. Can you explain that? The wet area is the area where the pool is, jacuzzi, spa, showers. Yeah. Some good showers there as well. Some group showers, I would say, given the size of them and the multiple shower heads. And then through to the tantric area, which is, I I would agree now with Mr. and Mrs. Number One, they said it's the best part of the club. And I would totally agree. Yeah. It's a really well laid out place uh, that's that's really- Sexy. It's sexy, but it's also very chic. You know, I mean that in two ways. It's chic as in it's really well laid out yeah. and cool, but it's also chic like you feel like a chic. Well, you're- <laughs> Because <laughs> it's a, all, you know, it's a lot of, there's a lot of drapery and yeah. 
stuff hanging and it feels tent-like in, in some way. Big tent, like a big fuck-off room tent. Unlike the other two play areas where they're kind of sitting atop of the dance floor, so you get the music off the dance floor. The tantric is in a whole other building. Mm-hmm. So you So's the wet area. So I yeah. think what I'm getting to is the fact that it's extremely quiet. It's extremely quiet. It's quiet in the sense that when you walk in there, you you start to whisper naturally like a fucking library. Yeah, and you don't get the doof doof of the music and stuff. Or a tantric room. Yeah. So you walk across this bridge. So for those of you who get lost, um, look for the door with a huge penis and balls on it. Big dick on it. <laughs> yep, that's the one. Just pull on that door. Get that big dick energy. Pull on that door handle just once. Don't lick it. Don't lick it, for the love of God. <laughs> And through the other side, you get to the wet area and then um, you go downstairs and around to the left and you're then on your way to the tantric area. Past the sauna. Past the sauna. Yeah, and then into the tantric. It is beautiful. I will say that. When we first it walked was really cool, yeah. over that bridge, there was nobody in there and there was yeah. nobody in the hot tub or anything and it was just the lights were perfect. Everything was working for me. When I was walking in there, I was like, fucking, this place is brilliant. No wonder when we did the last review back in August, the Dutchies were like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, How do you two have a podcast? <laughs> you fucking idiots. You're a bunch of idiots where you talk about things that you don't know anything about. It was about. just you. It wasn't those... <laughs> So, they blame me, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Because you, they know that you control this whole shit, shit fight, right? But beautiful areas, definitely highly recommended. If you guys ever come to the Netherlands and you want to go to a club, yeah, the whole club's epic. I mean, fun it's for a two gr- in Rotterdam. It's a, it's a great, it's a great club. There's no doubt about it. No doubt. Yep. Let's talk about our evening. Let's talk about a whole New Year's. It's fresh in your mind because it's just happened. Yeah, let's let's start with. Let's start with checking into the hotel and the look on Mrs. H's face when something was said to her. Oh, fuck, yeah, that was Fucking hilarious. priceless. Yeah, so we had to book a bus. So the, from the hotel we're at, the, these, this hotel becomes almost a takeover hotel, I suppose, that night. Not not a, not a sexually oriented takeover hotel, but just- There's so many people there. so many swingers there. Um, still a few families and stuff, but the majority of which, majority of people that are there are lifestylers, I would say, or at least in some way engaged in the lifestyle. Yep. And we'll end up at the club later that night. But when we checked in, <laughs> so we checked in in different locations. Uh, for starters, they had Olibollen on the counter. Yeah, uh, which, is a, which is a Dutch New Year's uh, treat. Snack. I mean, it's a treat. Yeah. It's fucking dusted in sugar. It's it's a du- it's a. You don't want to eat too many because you may you know have a heart attack or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's deep fried dough dusted in sugar. So Ooh, yeah, it's, it's fucking glorious to eat. But if you eat a few of them, your head will explode after your stomach does. So anyway, um, we'd just been talking about those. So I took one over to Mister Mister H. I was actually over that side to witness the. Yeah, I wasn't. I was still doing the payment and checking in. The gas that that came. <laughs> So uh, as we were over there, we um, were talking about the bus and they, they have to write your name down for the bus to get there and get back. The earliest bus to get there was uh, quarter to nine, 8.45. So we could get us there right on open, basically. Yep. Basically, uh, we would, uh, we, which we still had to wait in a, a reasonably sizable line, but I'll come back to that in a minute. But then the, they said, you need to book your return. And the earliest return bus was 5 a.m. No, 4. 4 a.m. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Well, that was 5. Anyway. Because no, I, I was trying to make a deposit of like, well, at least it's not 5. <laughs> And Mrs. H, H's response to that was, In, in the, the morning? morning? 
It's like, yeah, I mean, you're checking in now to the hotel at 3 p.m. So, yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be in the morning. <laughs> she was, she's like, what the fuck are we going to do until 4 a.m.? I could think of a few things, but they still didn't tide us over to 4 a.m. on the it, night. It was just so, it was such a funny reaction because we also checked in at 3 p.m. So that was the first available check-in time. So one would assume we were the first few people getting there. It was also fucking loud. It was loud enough that everybody who couples. was standing there <laughs> at getting checked in at the time Started swung laughing. around and laughed at, at what she said. So, yeah, it was, we were all a little surprised at the 5 a.m. return. But thankfully, the number ones. They had the inside track and that, and they said, "Look, we've never had to book a return, yeah, and we've never had a problem getting a return, yeah. and and they were on the money, yeah. thankfully." What I will say about this hotel, I mean, aside from the fact that yes, at New Year's the percentage of people going to the club were higher, but this hotel does a shuttle to Fun for Two yeah. all the time, all the time. And it got banging rooms as well. It's I mean, fucking the great. Room we went the, into it was fucking. The, the restaurant awesome. is nice. The, the bar is lovely. nice. Yeah, it's a really nice. The hotel. lobby's nice. The room was lush. Yeah, I can't fault it, and they do this shuttle to the to the fucking local swingers club, even though they're not really affiliated in any way, shape, or form. And actually, a fa- a Dutch family own this chain of hotels. I think that's just brilliant. It's just a smart business move, really. It is a smart business move. Yeah, really smart they, business. They move. probably actually hate us all, but they're like, well, they bring in. You know, I don't think so. <laughs> so much. I revenue. don't think they give a fuck. Again, the Dutchy mentality of uh, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, whatever floats your boat. So we head to the bar. We go up and check into our rooms. Again, they were really lush, really large. I was, I was very surprised because we got the cheapest room in the hotel and it was really, really nice. So I don't know whether we were – we never asked whether we were upgraded or not, but it was a fucking nice room for a base, baseline room. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we get to our rooms and we head down to the bar for some pre-drinks because as part of booking directly with the hotel, they give you a free drink. So we're like, let's go get our one Which free drink. Which is a really good way of getting a, the fucking a bar. booze hag like you into the bar to then spend another Mrs. fucking – Mrs. H was all about it as well. Free drink, why would we not? Yep. But then you both proceeded to drink another four unfree drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I think it was more than that. Yes, it was much more than that. It was <laughs> fucking like three bottles of wine between five people. So we head down to the bar for pre-drinks. Now, this was super funny because I was watching everyone watching everybody else. Yeah, it was funny because everybody in that bar, with the exception, later in the evening or later on, two families turned up, but everybody in that bar was in the club later that night. Yep. Yep. And I, I was overlooking. I got to be honest. I was. I was. I was looking at people's phones. Like I'm not gonna lie. I'm just gonna. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna Fucking, was fucking STC trying Everybody. to figure out was, who 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 was who. I was I was trying to signal Mr. H at one point in time because there was a couple sitting to our left and I could see he had SDC up on his which is a dating site by the way very popular here in Europe. He had it up on his well, phone. It's very popular here in the Netherlands. The Netherlands because that's where, where it was where it founded. Although it's now also very common in parts of the US. This guy was on his SDC and like looking around the room and then like scrolling, scrolling. And I was signaling Mr. H who was sitting across from me like, mm, mm, like, look over there. He's like, what? He leaned in. He's like, what's going on? And then later as we got up to leave, I saw another two couples on SDC again doing the exact same thing. Can I say though, your signaling efforts are, are not great because- You mean the obviousness of them? Well, no, the fact, well, the fact, the fact that they're obvious but not obvious all at the same time, which is pretty impressive. This, this will come into play again later when it comes to getting off a bracelet. Oh, fuck, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, so so anyway, moving on. Right, so Mr. and Mrs. Dutchie arrive, right? We see them come in. They're joining <laughs> us for a drink. He had to go home. <laughs> yeah, this is part of the best story ever of the evening. This is a hashtag swing a fail. If I've oh, ever. man, it was, so, it was so funny that you could – I know exactly what the conversation in the car was. <laughs> well, explain what happened. So Mr. Number One forgot his suit for the, uh, for the formal evening of the club. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And he had to get, turn his car around and drive all the way back to Utrecht to pick it up, which is, frankly, it's only a 30-minute drive, but still... Pain in the ass. Pain in the ass, right? But, uh, yeah, on the way down, he asked the question, which I think was the primary mistake, was, you pack, you packed my suit, right? And her response, when she, when she was telling the story, was, why the fuck would I pack your suit? <laughs> so he had to go back and, and get his suit. But, I mean, we, we actually, we did a ride out of that deal because we ended up with Mrs. Dutchy for, like, the hour that he was gone. I don't know that we would have, got, if we had both of them, it wouldn't have been any less all right. No, I know, but I'm saying it would have been worse if they both went back. Like yeah, we, yeah, 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 we yeah. did a ride out of the deal. No, of we did, absolutely. Scoring her for an extra yep, hour. For sure. So we sat there having drinks for what I would say was way too long. Well, we were intending to go down there for like one free drink, maybe a second free drink, and then obviously when we had the Dutchies arrive, and how, then how he you came get a second back. second free drink when you've only got one fucking free drink? Because you bought a drink, so I got your ticket for free, so that means I got two free drinks. Yeah, that's not how it works, though. Mm, that's, that's math. No, that's And not. science. That is. It's also common sense, I think. So wrong. Because we had three bottles of wine in our room, so we sat there for a really long time. We ended up having snacks. We had drinks, whatever. Now, it was, I think, so the bus was leaving at, yeah, 8.45. And I think it was about 7.30, 7.45 when we were like, we've got to go get ready. And I, I have to put it to her. Mrs. H actually got ready in an hour. Yeah, which is like so. Unheard of. Uh, I mean, right? Unheard of. It was, everyone was shocked. Everybody I think even shocked. she, even she was. So that was an amazement. I will at this point say that we also took zero fucking photos yet again. You and I took zero photos and we didn't take any photos together with Mr. and Mrs. H. And, you know, we just, we're just a fail really at taking photos together. We never do it. We didn't take any photos this weekend. We yes. suck at it. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to hurt myself over it. I can, de- I can deal with it. It's yeah. not, you know, it's not life threatening. So we get in the shuttle, we head to the club, we're getting ready to check in. You were talking about the line before and there was a dude there who I would say was swinger bag extreme. Yeah, he had a, he had a fucking rolly bag. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you, you motherfucking gangster. What have you got in there? Given after, what is it, nine? No, sorry, what's the time you have to dress down? Ten? Uh, Eleven, I think. Eleven, okay. So, yeah, given 11 o'clock you've got to dress down, it seemed like having a rolly bag might have been a bit of overkill. But, hey, look, whatever, you know, it, it worked for him. Yeah. I will say the line moved surprisingly quick. The line moved very well. They they did a fucking great – I would say there would have been 50 people in front of us when we arrived. At 9 p.m. So, At like 9 p.m. when the doors yep. are officially supposed to open. And they would have got – all 50 of those people done in 20 minutes. Yeah, I would agree with that. It was really impressive. I was I was very impressed with how quickly they managed to move that line along. Yeah, they were they were really on the ball. You you couldn't fault that. Like, Absolutely. I mean, it looked when we first arrived, I'm like, ah, fuck, we're going to be standing here for like two hours. No chance, man. They they had that shit sorted. So congratulations. It was really well done. It was really, really well done. Yeah. We get into the club, we go up, we put our shit in the lockers and we head straight down and we go to dinner because the idea was, okay, we're here we're here quite early in comparison because as I said before they had these tiered tickets where you could come in at 9 you could come in at 10 11 1 a.m. 2 a.m. that was the times that you could enter the club so they were kind of spreading everybody out yep so we were like, okay, if we get in and we get dinner and then we can kind of be ahead of the curve. We should explain though. We also, so we were supposed, we were intending to go there with all of the group that we were going with, right? So the number ones and. But they were on a shuttle bus half an hour after us. They I were, think. yeah. So they unfortunately missed the same shuttle as us. So we, yeah, we had to, um, yeah, we had to make do. Yeah. That kind of, I suppose, changed the evening somewhat as well. Right, because we were we were there, so we'd already had some drinks, we'd had something to eat, and then those guys 
they came later and they didn't have something to eat and they were ready to do some dancing. So we kind of missed the number ones for most of the night. Yeah, which was a bit upsetting, but I spoke to the next morning and they're like, oh, that's kind of how these things go. But, you know, we were hoping that they were going to kind of join in and hang out with us as well as Mr. and Mrs. Well, H. Yeah, I mean, not that they were going to join in and hang out with us, but we would all be able yeah, to hang out, hang out together. together. Yeah. Sorry, the phrasing there sounds like they did something wrong. No. That's why, <laughs> that's why I just fucking corrected it. So we did have some dinner. Now, this is where I want to say that Mr. Mrs. H and I, winningest of the night. Oh, yeah, was it? Because I leaned over and kissed him. You did. And we decided as a result of that, we were the first two people to kiss. And so we've decided that we are the winningest. Winning, winningest. Yeah, I mean, look, I think everybody wins in this scenario. We're the winningest of the the peoples. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were, uh, so Mrs. H and myself were kindly taken by surprise, mainly because it's never a thing that you guys are the first to interact at all. Yeah, okay, you're the winningest. Excellent. I'm glad you said that. That's one for ten. Well done. All evening, I would say that we were, as a group, ahead of the curve. What I mean by that was we got in and had dinner pretty early. Yep. Immediately after dinner, we decided to do a tour of the club before it was what, Daryl? To heaving. It was already heaving, though. <laughs> You're already complaining about the heaviosity of the... Uh... But we decided we were going to, you know, walk around and do it because Mr. and Mrs. H have never been there. We wanted to see the parts that we'd stupidly missed before. So straight after dinner, we grab a drink and we go upstairs and we start taking a tour of all of the facilities. We're walking around, we're showing Mr. and Mrs. H the parts that we knew. And then showing them the parts that we didn't know. Together and kind of, you know, having a bit of fun there. And then we sat down upstairs. In By having of, a bit of fun, you don't mean playing. You just mean like enjoying the Yeah, enjoying the, the company and walking around and like going, fuck, this is cool. And wow, look at this. Yep. And then we sat up in the upstairs playroom for a little while chatting to Mr. and Mrs. H. And then our other friends, J and C from the UK, popped along and we all sat down and had a bit of a chat for a while. They did. Yes, and we did. So it was, a, it was nice to just sort of hang out there for a bit. And there was nobody kind of really up in the playroom. Like everybody was down in the dance floor area and the dinner area so it was quiet up there at that point in time it was very quite nice then we decided we're going to get a drink and then we decided we're going to change into lingerie earlier and this is what I mean by the fact that you're we're ahead, ahead of the, of the curve, curve because with the times that you then have to get changed into lingerie, the locker area is also going to be really crowded. So rather than wait until they do the song and we have to change into our lingerie, we decided to do it earlier where there was not very many people in the in the locker room. Yep. I think that turning point was great for the evening because I think that our whole idea and concept of getting in there, getting the dinner, doing the tour, stopping and having a bit of a chat and a drink was lovely and then getting into lingerie on our terms and then kind of being already ready yeah was awesome so this is a this is an interesting change for me right when we're talking about the whole dress down requirement because i think i've been on record more than once talking about how i find dress downs obnoxious force dress dress downs obnoxious yeah i think i might be coming around to that honestly because the, the whole idea of the dress down now is becoming more appealing mainly because it's so it's force for both which is important very much most most of the time it was remember that that castle party in croatia was was just just women women. had to yeah so so i have a problem with that inherently but it's so both people have to dress down in this club which i think is uh, important to start but also it pushes you to transition from conversation to something a little more sexy 
And whether that's just looking at other people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the other thing is, you know, people say, well, what if I don't want to do that? Well, that's fine. I mean, uh, there, there's no – in terms of the sexiness, I think for me that would be the time of the evening that I would leave. Right. Like if if, if I thought this is not – I'm not happy with, with how this is running, then I would make the decision to leave. To leave early. At that point. Right. Because uh, if I'm not feeling – if I'm not feeling it, I'm not feeling it. And getting dressed down is not going to change that. So so that's uh, that's one thing. But, uh, yeah, so I'm kind of starting to come around, which I'm a little surprised at. But the reason for that is where, where were we recently where there wasn't a dress down and it, we kind of got lost in just conversing. Right? We spent all night fucking talking and didn't really go any further, even though we wanted to. Everyone in the group wanted to. It just the transition, we just didn't transition. So anyway, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, I think I'm coming around to it, but maybe I am, maybe I'm not. I'm not sold on it yet, but it's, I see, I'm starting to see some sort of reason for it. Now, when we were walking around, I think this is when we were on our way to the locker room to actually get to get dressed down, actually. I walked up the stairs. I had Mrs. H directly behind me. I think I was holding her hand, actually, because, again, the stairs in the Netherlands, you know, bit of their cliffs, and she was wearing heels, and I was like, fuck, if she breaks her ankle, like... They're all the same. You have to treat the stairs the way you tr- – the, the, every tr- every staircase in the Netherlands should be treated as, as – With the a, utmost respect. <laughs> you know, with the potential to plummet to your death. That's just a requirement. So I think I was holding her hand and we walked upstairs and there was a gentleman – no, I'm not going to call him that, actually. I'm not. There was a person who was standing over on the balcony. A and man. He had a man. He had his phone out and he was filming the entire dance floor. He had video and I could clearly see that he was filming the entire dance floor. Might I add that you're not supposed to have your phone in that area Mm -mm. at all? No. And I turned around to him and said, excuse me, sir, you can't do that. Please stop filming people, right? And at this point in time, his other half, a female, comes over, grabs the phone off of him and goes back to her seating area, obviously seeing that there's going to be some sort of altercation in terms of like a discussion. Now, what I do want to just quickly say is that the community does need to be self-policing, even though the rules of the club are there, even though they've got security members, they've got staff, they've got everybody there looking out. I think it is a level of responsibility for us to be self-policing and you see something, you say something, as far as I'm concerned. There wasn't an aggression in my voice. It's not like I was like, hey, fuck wit. I mean, internal. I was saying, hey, fuck it, stop doing that. Stop breaking, breaking people's consent, you piece of crap. But what I said was, excuse me, sir, please stop filming people. You're not allowed to Kindly do that. Kindly stops filming people. Yeah, that's what I want to say. So we're in lingerie. We go back downstairs to go to the dance floor. Now, I was really interested in dancing. I know that Mr. and Mrs. H aren't really dancey people. But the number ones were down there as well. And and it was a chance for us to catch up with them and possibly do some dancing and catch up with, and meet some other people as well while we were there. But it all went tits up because there was no fucking room to dance. There was no room. We tr- we tried for like two seconds and then we looked at each other and went, you know what, let's go to the playrooms. Yep. And which playrooms did we decide to go to? The Tantra playroom. Yeah. And I have to say, again, because at this point we're still ahead of the fucking curve. People are only just starting to dance. Yep. Some people are in lingerie, not really many. So yep. A lot of people amazing. are still trying to get dinner. Full on ahead of the curve. So when we went to the Tantra room. If there was a curve, we were ahead of it. We were ahead of it. Yeah. In front of it, leading. We were ahead of it, in front of it, around it. The curve was it was basically straight for us. What it meant was we scored the what I'm going to say the, the best, best room, the best room, the best room in the playroom, the best room, the best playroom in the room. So that room is elevated by like three steps, four steps maybe. Just as I said before, those steps should be treated with the utmost uh, <laughs> because all of the steps in the Netherlands are cliffs to which you will plummet down, yeah. which you saw, saw fit to give a uh, chance at later in the evening getting out of the playroom, yeah. decided to nearly fucking fall down them. <laughs> it's elevated, that's one thing, but it's also, it's got enough room in there for, I'm going to say, a, like two double beds. 
but it's only got one bed in there. Mm-hmm. In the so middle. it's it's a really big space. So it's a really big space that you can that you can kind of get around and move around in, and 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 it's and it's also I'd say covered to judge and judging by the number of people mm. that were waiting outside for when we left. It is enclosed in the sense that it has wall t- curtains all the way around it, all around the balcony of it. Yeah, it's t- it's tent like. It's you know, it's it's a, a fabric tent. I don't know if the, the bits near the stairs were kind of pinned back, and I actually moved them to be closed. And I don't know whether that's something that is normal, permitted, whatever. But it meant that well, there's curtains there, so I'm going to say it's okay. It meant that we had this elevated, really nice. The lighting was perfect. Pseudo see through. So Pseudo see through. Somewhat, somewhat sexy somewhat you know the music that a little you know the music was in there like nice and low it had little fake kind of the the lights look like fake candles like it was that dim kind of shadowy uh appearance yeah so it was lovely it was fucking perfect it was it was a really nice room perfect's a big stretch but it was it was lovely that's where we decided to play that's where we decided this is where we're gonna make you decided to play yeah i think that yeah most of us lay down we're gonna have a nap nap (laughs) that's not true kind of true So let's talk about our play. Okay. Now, as we were entering and there's this one bed in the middle and we have a bunch of towels and there's massage oil in the room and it's a tantric area. There's actually two massage oils in the room because for some reason, somebody pointing at you thought it would be a good idea to steal a massage or sorry, to instruct somebody else to steal a massage oil from another room to bring up into that room, only then to discover that there was massage oil in that room as well. Yay. So there were two massage oils. Anyway, so you then decided to propose that Mrs. H should lay down and receive a th- six-handed massage, which is exactly what happened. Yep. So we had her on her back, uh, on her belly at first. So she was back and butt exposed, and all the three of us, Mister Mister H and you and I, were all massaging. Is that three of us? Yeah, the three of us. Huh. We were all massaging math, Mrs man. H, and it was funny seeing the the different massage styles. I guess you were kind of up near Mrs H's head, which I'll, I'll talk about in a second. At first, I was like, well, let's give her like a nice sensual kind of rub over. And then it, it started progressing more and more and more into like sluttiness, like going very, very close to her labia and then like away. Very close? Well, this is my point. I think that the three of us weren't on the same pathway because I remember at one point I was like massaging down her calves and I was like, yeah, getting serious massaging down her calves. I look up and your cock is in her mouth. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that wasn't my fault. That's what was I was funny. massaging beside her and she grabbed my cock and pulled it into her mouth. Yeah. And me being the gentleman that I am, I'm not going to refuse a, a young lady's advances. Correct. Yeah. So that, that happened. Yeah, no, you were on a very different. But if, yeah, I mean, it's hilarious that you think, oh, I might just, we might just give a six-handed massage in the middle of a, a swingers club on New Year's Eve. Let's just start with it being actually tantric where we That's what I was thinking. spend time. That's let's, what I was thinking. Let's spend two hours just slowly, seductively mm-hmm. teasing her to the point where she's Gagging incapable for it. of, well, she was fucking gagging for it after five <laughs> minutes. She reached out, grabbed my cock and pulled it into her mouth. I mean, that's literally gagging for it. God love you. We were talking later as we were sitting there kind of decompressing after the play session. And I think Mr. H said something about Mrs. H putting the cock in, yeah. in her mouth. And she tried to be all like, well, no, he put it in my mouth. And Mr. H was like, no, dear, you grabbed it and put it in your mouth. Like, I remember that. I, I think there was consent on both sides. Let's say that. No, I just thought it was really funny that she was like, no, he put it there. And Mr. H was like, no, it happened to be there. And then you were like, he calls cock, her, he calls her on bullshit. You know, that's what, that's what. Good husbands do. Now, there was, as you mentioned before, there was some bracelet 
tomfoolery. Tomfoolery that went on. I was wearing a really sparkly diamond bracelet, which wasn't going to go well with the central massage and the massaging oils. And I leaned across to Mr. H and I was like, no, take my bracelet off. No, you just rubbed it against his leg, actually. <laughs> Because that's some sort of signal. And he's like, what the fuck do you want? Yeah. Yeah. I will say that this PlayStation, again, because of the the lack of sound in the environment, the way the environment is, the fact that we were doing the central massage, we all immediately fell into the place of like whispering and like hand signal. Again, not really discussing that to begin with, but it just kind of happened. Like it's just the natural way, I think, to be, right? Yes. Then you decided also it was time to roll over. Yep. Yep. And then it went from what you were expecting to be tantric to more just a playing with all of the bits <laughs> that get her very, very excited. Yeah. Yep. Um, and kissing and, you know, and I said to you, you should sit on her face. And you immediately said, no. And then Mr. H said, I think that's a good idea. And you've gone, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. It was funny though, because when we were decompressing about this too, we had, once we rolled her over, Again, sensory deprivation, so it's not so, you know, bright for her. We <laughs> put a towel over our eyes. But there's also, we forgot to mention, a complete mirror, mirrored wall on the other side. On and the it, back wall. And it was really funny. She was like, yeah, when I couldn't see anything that was, was happening to me. I was this in the mirror. I was <laughs> looking at myself getting massaged. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. So we, we spent a bit of time massaging her actual body. Well, then Mr. and Mrs. H and I were actually in tune together massaging her labia and her clit and things like that. So he would go up and across and then I would immediately follow with my hands up and across. Yeah, I don't know. You were also going down on her and he was going down on her That's as right. Well. We're taking turns. You probably sort of just had your dick in her mouth, not doing much. And so Mr. <laughs> Mr. H and I were really exactly. putting in. That's exactly what I was doing. <laughs> just up there getting a blowjob, just sitting back, fucking arms behind my head. <laughs> She was occasionally feeding me grapes. Uh, thrusting every now and then. I mean, I didn't need to. She was moving her, <laughs> she was bobbing her head. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a bobblehead. And then, yes, I did go and sit on her face for a little bit while you, I think you guys were going down on her at that yep. point in time. But yep. the focus was pretty well on Mrs. H. Yes. And I can't say that she was hating it. No, not at all. <laughs> she seemed to be very, uh, very okay with it. And then you started. I put on a condom. Yes, you, you put and, on a condom yep. and started fucking her. Yep. And we were still, Mr. And H, Mr. H and I were still kissing her. Sucking mm-hmm. her nipples, doing mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then he wanted me to fuck him. I fair to say. Yeah, I mean it was <laughs> uh, pretty nearly orderish. Yeah. Yeah. But it was you actually quite liked that. Yeah, it was it was quite orderish. Well, I mean that's kind of hilarious to say, but he's like, get on top of me and fucking ride me. And you were like, Yes, yes, I will. So he then put on a condom and you got on top of him and, and rode him and you were riding away, riding away. And then he's like, nah, fuck this, roll over, if I remember correctly. Well, actually, hold on. Before we get to that, I was sucking his cock for a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, you did. Sorry, I forgot about that. So I was sucking his cock and I do have to say that the next day, I think, or that evening when we were, again, decompressing, he did say to me, like, I don't think you've ever sucked oh, my cock sorry. before. No, that's right. Yeah, sorry. And because you, you nearly got him off. Yeah. Sucking his well, cock. Well, we assume. One well, assumes. he tapped you on the back of the head and said fucking stop for the love of god i think that that's a yeah that's a that's a close call yeah it was i think this part of our play too yeah i remember it so i'm i'm sucking his cock and you know just massaging his balls and that sort of stuff you're fucking mrs h but what i can hear is this movement outside of the tent area or the 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 occasional head popping in the raised uh you can start to hear moans you can start to hear people playing yeah you can start to kind of get, again, there's kind of this sensory just noise, really sexy noises happening. We can't see what's going on out there. We know there's people out there. We know that they're fucking because they're clearly having 
good time. And so when we were at this point in our play, I think it was when the place, the playrooms, the tantric rooms started to get a little bit busy. So, yes, agreed. So I'm sucking Mr. H's cock and then that's when he was like, I want you to fuck me. And that's when it kind of progressed into to me fucking him. What was the view like? So you've got the mirror on your left-hand side. You're fucking Mrs. H. Directly next to you, I'm fucking Mr. H. i got to say, I'm spending most of my time looking at Mrs. H in this particular instance. <laughs> we, were, we were talking and I was looking, so I'd look over every now and again. But you guys were low compared to us, so I, I kind of would have had to have looked backward over my shoulder to see you. So it, was, it, was, it just wasn't the right environment for me to be able to look really, really well, basically. I, I will say about fucking Mr. H, I like him coming. Yeah. It sounds great. It does. He's got a good orgasm. He does have a good orgasm. I really, really enjoy that. Yep. Agreed. So, yeah. And, and I actually thought that the, this was the first time he'd come come in you or come with you, but it wasn't. I was corrected on that later. But, uh, yeah, it was it was really sexy to hear him, uh, him get off. Yeah. And you as well. I mean, you both came. I got under Mrs. H. Yeah. Yeah. While I was fucking her. That's yeah. right. And so, I was like, I was like playing with her clip while you were fucking her as well. Yeah. yeah. And sucking his cock as well. Yeah. And I was, uh, look at me. Yeah. Doing everything. Patting my head and rubbing my stomach or whatever. Yeah. You can't even say it (laughs) without knowing what it is. No, you got it right. It's patting your head, rubbing your stomach. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of earlier on, but yeah. um, I mean, the the visuals are good, but it just, the positioning wasn't great for me to be able to see everything that I normally would have, but it was, it was really nice. We also watched Mr. H fuck Mrs. H. Yes, we did. And, uh, and he, he whispered in my ear, come and taste his wife. And so I was, trying to go down on her whilst he was fucking her as well and licking her clit. Your head's too big though. My my head's too big. Curses. Your head's too big and your tongue's not long enough for that shit. Yeah. I did get, I, I did, I put in the effort of trying. Yeah, yeah, but you, I'm sure you got some, I'm sure you managed to taste his stomach. I, no, I was. <laughs> his belly. You tasted his belly, that's about it. Because because your head's too big for you to fit in. I was, there was definitely a lot of effort, you know, I was putting I in the know, effort. No, I, I, I did, I, I was not winning any points for getting anybody off. That's what I'm saying. Like no. I made contact on you a number of occasions. Contact, clitoral contact. Clitoral contact on a number of occasions, but I definitely wasn't, uh, wasn't winning any awards for any. Uh, orgasming at that point. Yes, agreed. So I'd actually come, um, Mrs. H rolled over onto her stomach and we were talking for a while and then I decided I wanted to fuck her again. So I did. Yeah, that was one of my, like there's funny things that get said during play sessions. That line from Mr. H? No, from Mrs. H. Oh. So she was lying on her belly uh, and we we're all just kind of lying around and naked and like rubbing each other and stuff like that. Touching and each other is probably a better way to put it rather than rubbing. Yeah. Touching each other. And then you, like the bandit you are, put a condom on and came over and started fucking her from behind. And immediately she turns to Mr. H and said, he's wearing a condom. And all three of us are like, yeah, we, we know. <laughs> <laughs> In her infinite wisdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long do you think the play, re- the play session kind of lasted? Well, the play session wasn't actually that long, but we were in that room for quite some we time. Were. <laughs> so the play session would have been, I'm going to say 35, 40 minutes. But but we were in that room for, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, a good hour and a half. Yeah. At least an hour and a half. Two hours maybe because it was a fucking lovely room. I mean, I could have just went to sleep and massaging and hanging out. Yeah, and by the way, we fucked in the new year. We did actually. That was another thing. So because we were ahead of the curve, we left the dance floor at whatever time it was, and I think towards the towards the end of our play session, somebody looked at their watch. I think Mrs H looked at her watch, and it was five minutes too. Yeah, and we fucked straight through the yeah we fucked through the new year (laughs) through the new year straight into the new year. Yeah, yeah. Hence why I'm saying even though it was very cliche, and I think. 
think my I think my first orgasm of the new year was actually in Mrs. H. Mm, there you mm. go. Yeah, there you go. I think that's the first time for that as well. Yeah. I don't think we've ever had that before. Right? No, we haven't. Mm. There you go. Another new one. Really nice play session though. I, I liked the fact that it was we were moving around and intertwined and having a good time, kind of all of us. That was really, really nice. Those kinds of play sessions, I guess. Oh, there's only one bed. Can't say I have to share it. <laughs> It's, all, it's kind of what I aim for when we talk about having that four-way connection and having a play session. And having fun. And having fun. Yeah, And kind of good. laughing and joking around. It was good. Now, at the end of the play session, because we were in this room and we wanted to maybe sit there for like another 20 minutes and relax, you decided you were going to start making noises. Yeah, I did because it was quiet. So I started working. Because we were quiet. Everybody else was fucking. You could hear them outside. I was working on my orgasm noises. Yeah. Mm. I think I had some really good ones as well. Certainly to the outside world, it sounded like I'd had a good orgasm. A couple of times. Meanwhile, Mr. and Mrs. H and I were sitting there trying not to piss ourselves laughing because you were in there every now and then going, uh, Well, you were pissing yourselves laughing. It was just that you were trying not to make muffle, it obvious that you were it. laughing. Yeah. And then we all got way too fucking thirsty and decided we had to leave the room. So then uh, we walked back down to the to the bar and I proceeded to get eight. You were a fucking eight maniac. Here, here's what I want before we go back to that section though, what I what I do want to say is that in this in this moment, in this club, absolute consent, respect and etiquette from people in the playrooms. Yeah, but they'd open the curtain that you'd closed, look, see those people in there, close the curtain and walk away. Exactly. Yep. There was there was no, nobody ever asked a question, nobody loitered for too long looking through there. Yep. It was... There was a p- one person that peeked in, obviously liked what they saw, paused for a second, but not to an inappropriate no, level of not at all. Pausing. No, it was, it was a pause for... Probably a second. Yeah, like appreciation of like, that's fucking sexy. And then close the curtains and left. Yeah, but there was no real way for them to... So we could see out kind of. They could not see in unless they opened the curtains. It's just the way the lighting was. So so I understand why they were just opening the curtain to take a look in, just to make sure there was nobody in there. Or whether there was somebody in there. But uh, yeah, it was very respectful. Very respectful. Very. Like the etiquette, Which was great. The playroom etiquette was on point. Can't fault it. Yep. I knew you were going to say on point. On point. Mm-hmm. On point. Mm-hmm. On point. Ahead of the curve. It's in the show notes. <laughs> in the show notes. So yes, we did head back out. We decided to get water because we're fucking thirsty. Yeah. Mainly because you started drinking at fucking three o'clock. Yeah. And had gone up through a cycle of alcoholism. We hadn't drunk at the club that I think we had maybe two drinks by yeah, the time. No, we- I know. But that we, you drank a fuck ton before you went to the club so you went to an all-inclusive yeah that's all-inclusive <laughs> not just inclusive for those of you who've listened to the previous podcast yep. it was an all-inclusive night out at a club you decided to spend all the monies on drinking correct, before correct, going yeah. correct and yeah. then having only three three that's how many you had while you were there three glasses of wine while you were there sorry four if you include the one at dinner yeah which was in the club as we were walking out of the playroom and heading back to the main area, bar area, but how would you explain the hot tub to people listening? That was empty when we walked in. How would it you explain was, it? Well, it was full by the time we got back and there were people fucking on the edge of it, blowjobs happening on the edge of it, which I'm not a big fan of, but hey, look, whatever floats your boat, I'll just stay out of the pool if, you, if you're doing that sort of thing. Yeah. I, I mean, the way you described it is heaving because <laughs> that's how you described everything that night. It was your Kate's uh, word of the new year. Yeah, so there was a lot of people there. There were a lot of bodies. It was it was sexy. sexy. Yeah. It was sexy, but it was just it's just not my type of sexy. Yeah. Yeah. It was I think that would be the kind of view that they would put in a, a movie about it because it was like people doing a lot of different things. Some people were st- sitting there drinking, some people were yep. fucking, blowjobs, yep. like sexy naked bodies everywhere. You know, it was quite a nice view actually. So we end up heading back, we have some drinks. I end up calling it a night. We managed to score a shuttle bus back to the hotel. We sat in our room, we had some chips, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. That was the evening. 
who would you say were there on this evening? On um, like what would what would you say the clientele was like in terms of the demographic of people, average age, average whatever? The, the average age is spot on the middle of the average age of the Netherlands, I would imagine, because there was everyone there from fucking eighteen year olds all the way through to seventy year olds, and probably right across the bell curve as it is depicted in general everyday life. Uh, I would say the majority of people, again, because it's the Netherlands and the majority of people here are tall and relatively thin. It's the same demographic, right? Uh, that was that was the fit. Mr. Number One met uh, a lady that was his height at the fucking club. Yeah. And now he is a big dude. I don't dude. know how tall he is. Uh, yeah, I mean. He's, he's, he's tall. Well, well, Mrs. Number One is my height at six six foot one, so that's 186 centimetres. So she's quite tall and he's another three, four inches taller than her. So, you know, another 20 centimetres taller than her. So he's, he's a big dude. And there was a woman in there that was the same height. She was also big. Yeah, so the range is they're generally quite tall. Again, it's the Dutch population, right? So I think it was just an, an even split of what you'd see, just a carve out of what you see in the general everyday Dutch society. Now, did you talk to many people at the club outside of our friends and immediate group? I did, yeah. I talked to a few people. At the bar, and because I was the bar, I was the bar runner for yeah. the evening. I was I started out as a bar runner, but I figured I'd get my get my uh, work done. Yeah. Pre. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I was like ahead getting of, drunk earlier. No, I was ahead of the curve with my my work. <sighs> ahead of the curve, really? <laughs> oh fuck! I wonder if we've been there at any point during this podcast. Those people that you spoke to were they locals? Had they been to the club before? Actually, so all over, there were a lot, quite a lot of locals. Not surprisingly, but there were certainly so there were some Americans in there as well because I heard them um, introduce themselves to somebody else's where they were from mm-hmm. uh, there were some poles there were some uh, some Italians there were some French people so it was a bit of a bit of a mix of different cultures as well different people from different parts of the world and but, like people that have been to the swingers clubs before yeah UK obviously as well yeah and the vast majority of them I think the vast majority from my interactions had been to clubs or environments of similar nature so what you're saying is you owe me a hundred euro no because there were <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're still yes okay I'll give you 100 euro so if you're for those listening at home we made a 100 euro bet before we went to the club what about for those listening in the car you're not you're not talking to them we made a 100 euro bet so many of you know or might not know but at New Year's Eve clubs around the world a lot of first timers are there and I suggested to Daryl that I don't think we'll see this at European clubs I think we'll see more locals and the only reason I don't have to pay the 100 euros because you said European clubs and we've only been to one and it's not uh, a uh, equivalent you can't do n equals one for a European club this is one club in Europe for New Year's I'm just saying in general yeah no I know but we're going to have to go to more before you win the 100 because you said European clubs not this club I'm just using a little loophole to get out of paying you 100 euro. Anyway, I bet, Daryl, that I think it would get, be different here than what we see in other clubs around the world for news, which is a lot of newbies. And uh, yeah, I think I win 100 euro. Fine, you can have it. The cons, I would say the only thing was it's busy, but honestly, that's to be expected on it's New Year's. Like, you've got to embrace the madness, right? Otherwise, can't fault it. It wasn't actually horribly. We've been in more busy environments. We could still walk around. Yep. Um, granted, you had to maybe weave your way through, but you could still get somewhere. Final verdict, I'm going to give it four black rings out of five. Yep, I would say the same. It was a lovely night, good people. Great event. We had so much fun. Yeah. The only thing that I would have approved, improved upon is that we kind of missed – there was – so the number ones we were there to hang out with as well, but we kind of missed them over the night, which was just coincidental rather than anything else. And uh, as Kate keeps saying out loud, we were ahead of the curve. 
serve and they were right on the curve. So they they were in a different position for us for most of the evening. But yeah, it was. Uh, other than that, it was a spectacular evening. It was a really fun evening. And it I, was I'm a happy fun we did New Year's. It. And, you know, we managed to get home before 4 a.m. Mm-hmm, exactly. Because we got the bus, which was fucking empty. And it drove us straight to the door of our hotel and we got out at, uh, I'm going to say, 1.30, Almost 2 a.m., yeah. By the time we got home. Mm-hmm. And then we sat around and chatted and ag- ate a bag of chips and then Drank went some to champagne. sleep. Right. So that was our review and our time at the Fun for Two New Year's Eve party. Really great way to bring in the new year. Podcast reviews, we don't have any new ones. If you guys want to leave us a rating and a review on your podcast app, we would absolutely appreciate that. And over to Patreon, we did have a listener email about progression that we answered very recently about progression and the lifestyle and whether the lifestyle has become more about me than Daryl. Head over and have a listen to that. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next time. We're going to talk about that Dutchie play session and a very fancy boudoir. And I have some interviews coming up with a BDSM book author and swing comics. But otherwise, I'll see you guys next time. Ciao.